Today's episode, I answer all the questions that you guys sent in on today's edition of the Mailbag episode with Locked On Pistons. We start off with what's going to be the starting lineup and the backup lineup for the Pistons going into the season. We'll talk about that and a bunch of other questions in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen. Of every single day, we are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And like I said earlier, today's episode, I'm answering all the questions that got sent in for today's edition of the Mailbag episode. We got a ton, a ton of questions. Um, a lot of questions were asking a lot of the same things, and... If you're on YouTube, you will see the three subjects that we have on the side of the screen. We got the starting and back uh, backup lineups. We got who would be the perfect starting four for the team and who makes the largest jump for the team uh, next season. Those three questions I got a ton of from a bunch of different people. So we made those the main uh, points we'll be talking about. And then also I'll answer some of the other questions throughout deeper into the segments. Um, but, okay, let's go ahead and start off with this one. What's going to be the starting lineup? And again, like I said, a lot, a lot of listeners ask this question, so I'm, I can't just shout out a specific one. Um, who's going? To, what's going to be the starting lineup, and what's going to be the backup lineup? If you had to guess right now, um, so if I had to go with it right now, what I would do in the starting lineup, I'm going to assume it's going to be Cade Cunningham, Jane Ivy. I think they're going to start Boyan Bogdanovich, J, uh, Isaiah Stewart, and Jalen Duran. I think that's the starting lineup for the team right now. Um, I would not do this. I think Asar Thompson brings something to the team that they desperately lack. And while, yes, he's not going to be a shooter out there, it looks like, out the gate, the other things that he brings to the lineup are things the Pistons have been lacking for so long and has kept them down and helped. It's really been one of the biggest reasons why they lose games is things that he just has a raw skill set in. So I, I would start him right out the gate. But... I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to start Boyan as long as Boyan's on the team. Now, if he gets traded, things change. But I, as of right now, Boyan's on the team. I expect Boyan to be the starter for the team um, to start the season. And then coming off the bench, I got Monty Morris, Alec Burks, uh, Asar Thompson, uh, Isaiah Livers, and James Wiseman. I, that's what I would do off the bench there. Now, there's going to be a bunch of competition for the Pistons rotation off the bench. Uh, for example, Marcus Sasser. Marcus Sasser is going to be pushing Alec Burks and Monty Morris. I think he's more of Alec Burks' competition because he's not much of a point guard and neither is Alec Burks. I think he's more so fighting for the guy who's off guard. So I think he's going to be fighting Alec Burks to eventually take his spot in the rotation at some point during the season. And then obviously Killian Hayes also will be fighting. Uh, as he's still on the roster right now. He'll be trying to uh, prove his worth over a Monty Morris at this point. Um going into the season. So there would be some backcourt competition right there as well. And then also you got Isaiah Livers. I have Isaiah Livers starting at the four, but he'll probably be fighting for minutes with Marvin Bagley, who's still on the team right now, and also a Joe Harris if they want to go super small, um, who they acquired and they his agent made it sound like that they believe he's going to play on this team. I don't see why he'd be playing. I think he's going to ride the bench 
Um, I, I, I can't imagine that they would play Joe Harris at the four over Isaiah Lewis. I just, I don't see that. Maybe they do and they go small, but I, that's not what I would do. So that's the backup lineup that I think they're going to go with to start the season. Now, again, training camp battles can change this. Preseason uh, uh, play can uh, change this, and obviously trades can change this. The positions that I would watch the most for, um, possibly changing, is the is the backup guard rotation because what I've heard is that Killian Hayes is going to give it everything he's got to try to take this position from Monty Morris, and Marcus Sasser is definitely – I think it's going to be more likely that the Pistons probably move Alec Burks at some point during the season to free up the minutes for Marcus Sasser. Um, But those two guys is the number one competition I'd watch in the backcourt. And then the second thing I'd watch for is who do they play um, as the backup for. Those two are the positions that I think will be the most interesting to watch, battle, battle it out. Everything else I think is somewhat outside of a trade happening and getting rid of some guys. I think it's pretty much penciled in at this point. I, I can't imagine the Pistons would play a SAR over Boyan and Boyan being like cool with that. I like I I just can't imagine that happening. So that's where I'm at right now. And for the final time, this is like my third time saying it, but I really do want to put an emphasis on it. Trades can change this. And it's and a lot of people believe the Pistons are not done making trades. So trades can change this, but as of right now, as of July eighteenth, this is why I got right here. Um all right, so let's go on to the next question here. Um, imaginary, this is from Yo-Yo on Twitter. Imaginary expansion draft scenario. What seven players would you protect on the Pistons' current roster? Okay, so you guys give me this question, I feel like, every offseason so far. And it's a fun one. I honestly think the Pistons, not the Pistons, I think the NBA should expand two more teams. I think we should go with Las Vegas. I think they should go with Seattle. I think they should expand two teams. I think there's a lot of talent in the NBA. I think soon, like I think five to ten years from now, there's going to be so much talent across the league. There's going to be so much parity. I think they need the expansion teams. I think it would be – now is the perfect time to do so. Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and give the seven players I'd keep. So, obviously, Cade, Cade Ivy, Duran, Asar. And then after that, you have to start thinking about, like, trade value as well. So, like, you don't want to get rid of a guy – you don't want to get rid of a guy you think you could have potentially, like, moved to get some assets for. So – those are the four guys right there is for sure locks. I think the fifth one probably be Stu. So those five right there. I keep Boyan because I think he has value. And you could get something for him. And then. So look, I, I it's either Sasser or Burks. And what I'm thinking about is with Sasser, he just wasted a first-round pick. So I think he's obviously the answer. But the reason why I was thinking about Burks is because Burks figuratively has some, will have some trade value during the season, and you could move him. But I'll go with Sasser, and the only bet I'll keep is Boyan. So I'll go Cade, Ivy, Asar, Duran, Boyan, Stu, and Sasser. Those will be the, the seven guys that I'd keep um, on the roster right now. Um, Next question is from John Steger. We answered this question on the last podcast, but a lot of you guys keep answering it. I hope you guys, for those of you guys who are wondering this question, you guys listened to the last podcast where I answered this in the final segment. But the question was, who would you rather keep, Wiseman or Bagley? I feel like one of them has to go. If we're talking about who's better right now, I think Bagley's better right now. If you're asking me who would I rather keep moving forward, I'd pick Wiseman, even though I think Bagley's better, simply because Wiseman doesn't have his potential untapped and you're hoping that you can eventually like develop that talent to where he is better than Bagley. I think there's probably some 
a good majority of people that feel like Bagley is basically is who he is. And then that's the opposite with Wiseman where he could potentially not get better, but he's not a finished product. You can, you can mold him into something more. Um, and that's not the case with Bagley. I think a lot of people would believe. So that'd be the only reason why I'd pick Wiseman over Bagley as of right now. So, um, yeah, let me know what you guys think about some of the questions that were answered. Um, what would your guys' answers be? Do you guys agree with me, disagree with me? Let me know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. When we come back, we'll talk about some players across the NBA that I believe would be like the perfect fours for this team uh, moving forward. Uh, who would fit the best at that starting forward position? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Prize Picks. So let's go ahead and assume you guys are looking for a daily, the best daily fantasy option out there, but you also want to be capable of doing mixed sports entries. And that's why Price Picks is my favorite daily fantasy sports option out there. Because let's say the basketball season, NBA season, and NFL season is going on at the exact same time. You can take the over on Cage points. You can take the over on Jane Ivey's assist, while also taking the over on Jared Goff's passing yards, the over on Monroe St. Brown's receptions, the over on Gibbs' rushing yards. And you can put it all into the exact same entry with Price Picks. You simply pick two to six players to see if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, and you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available, and prize picks offers projections on any sport out there. I promise you, if you're thinking about it, it is on there. I promise you. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational over 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app, go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 with PricePix. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, so this is another question that I got from a lot of a lot of listeners. A lot of, you, a lot of the listeners sent in this exact same question. And it was basically asking... Who do you think would be the best fit moving forward next to Jalen Duran for the Detroit Pistons? What's a four across the NBA if you had to find one? Who are some guys that you think would fit perfectly moving forward next to Jalen Duran and the rest of the guys? And I have a few names I think of. One of the names, I'm just going to go through and name all of them. So let's go. let's start in the East. First one is Kristaps Porzingis. I think Kristaps would fit really well. Next to Jalen Duran, I think he's exactly the type of second big that you would love to have next to Jalen Duran. Um, and again, a lot of these guys, real quick, a lot of these guys probably aren't going to be like attainable. But if you're telling me I can just pick some guys and like their archetypes, these are the guys I'm talking about. Um, so, Kristaps uh, is one. Um, another one, Tobias. Tobias Harris, I think, would be a really good fit. Um, he probably would be. Actually, I don't know. I was going to say he probably is like the worst one of the guys we're going to name, but I'm not going to say that yet. But Tobias, I think he would fit really good next to Duran. Um, let's continue to go throughout the East. Uh, I think a lot of the guys I'm going to name is in the West. Um, 
Yeah, that's basically in, in the East. Oh, and then does I guess one of the Orlando Magic players, like maybe Franz, if you want to play him at the four, or or Paolo, if you want to play him at the four, something like that. Um, I, I obviously those bigger wing guys that can play the four, that would be great. Um, but not so much on my radar with this question. Um, then you go to the West. Michael Porter Jr. I think would be fantastic next to the for the Pistons at the four position. I think he's actually gotten a lot better in, in a lot of the little things. I think his weak side rim protection is pretty good because of his athleticism, his length, and his timing on some of those on those plays. And he's one of the best shooters we've seen. He had arguably one of the best shooting seasons we have ever seen two years ago. I believe it was. He's he's one of the best shooters in the entire NBA. One of the best shooters we've ever seen at his size. I, he would be perfect. I feel like next to next to Duran. Um, then you continue to go out the West. You got Carl Anthony Towns. Again, his contract is nasty, but him as a player, his archetype, I think he would fit perfectly next to Duran, another all-star guy who spreads the floor, can score, um, and space the floor out for everybody. I think he would be perfect um, for Jalen Duran. And then on defense, you could really play with it and figure out which one you want playing the four or five defensively in that rotation or in that lineup. So I, I like Cat, too. Um Another one, Laurie Markkinen. I think Laurie Markkinen would be really, really good with this team. Kind of the same thing as uh, what I just said with Cat. Um, I think Laurie would be great at the four position. Um, keep to keep it going. Um, I think I have one more in the West, and this one I, I think is low key going to be a little bit of a hot take for Pistons fans because I, I see a lot of people trolling him and making fun of him. But if he were ever to become available, or if this team wanted to just like move him for some odd reason, I. Like, I definitely would want him badly. Jabari Smith Jr., I think Jabari Smith Jr. fits exactly what you want next to Jalen Duran, a guy who theoretically can space the floor and has switchability defensively and, and can play defense at his position up and down the lineup. I think that's a dude you definitely would love next to Jalen Duran with Cade and Ivy and Asar. Oh, my God, I think Jabari would fit perfectly. Um, so if, if that day would ever to come, put me in the – in the Jabari Smith Jr. fan, uh, in the fan group, I, I think he, I would love him on the Pistons right now. Um, so there's my answer to those questions. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys have any fours that I didn't mention across the NBA that you guys would absolutely love having on the Detroit Pistons? Um, let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kukiel. Um, this one is from Philip Banks on Twitter. How many wins do you think the Pistons will end the season with? So, again, this is really early in the offseason still to, for me to be answering this question because, again, trades can still happen and things can change. But as of right now, I think I, w- I would go out and predict the Pistons will win. I- I'll, I'll say the Pistons will win 34 games this year. That, that will be my prediction. I don't know, I don't know if that will be like over their over-under place, but – Honestly, I think a better question would be, what do you think their over-under is going to be? i take a guess and say it probably would be like, what do you guys think, like 31 wins? I think that would be like their over-under for this season. But I don't know. I'm going to predict they win 34 games this year. That's, that, that would be my expectation. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Um, who gets more minutes, Joe Harris or Alec Burks? This one's asked by Rob Fritz. Uh, Alec Burks, I, I don't think Joe Harris sees the floor, and if he does, I don't see where or how. Um, unless they're playing him over Isaiah Livers, and I just wouldn't do that because Isaiah Livers offers stuff defensively. And I don't think Joe Harris can play up to the four. 
unless they're playing Asar at the four, the backup four, and then playing Joe Harris at the three. I guess they could do that. Um, but I think Alec Burks clearly gets more minutes on this team. Um, this one's from Jack Nilsson on Twitter. Do you think James Wiseman and Jalen Duran will ever be able to share the floor together? No. I'll leave it at that. Not gonna, I, I, you guys don't want me going on one of those rants. I'm just going to simply leave it at no. Um, what would you like to see the Pistons do with their front court outside of Duran? This one was asked from Clayman on Twitter. Um, it's. I mean, I, I've been – my number one thing for this offseason has been get a starting four. And I think that it's quite clear that they view Isaiah Stewart as their starting four this season. I don't agree with it. I think Stu is a backup four. I don't think he's proven to be a starting four. And I think the biggest reason why I don't agree with it is because putting all the eggs in the basket of Isaiah Stewart becoming a three-point shoot, a legit three-point shooter and a good starting four, that also is impacting Cade and Ivy. Because if Stu starts the four and he doesn't improve as a three-point shooter, he's not a marksman at, at – not a marksman, let me not say marksman, but is like a really good three-point shooter at the four – your spacing is going to kill Ivy and Cade now. So I, that's why I wouldn't have started Stu at the four. I would have played him as the backup. And then if he, like, ended up playing his way to the starting four, then sure, go ahead, I, I guess. But, like, I think too much rides now on Stu being a good three-point shooter for the other guys that are more important to me. That's how I view it. So I've been wanting a starting four. However, um, I would I would pull a trade off if I could to get one and then play Stu as the backup four, but I don't think that's going to happen. Outside of that... I would try to get off of Bagley and just clear up some space. Um, it, it, I know for a fact the Pistons have been trying to get off of Bagley, um, but he's still on the team and it's July 18th. So I don't know if they'll eventually be able to, but we'll see. That's that's what I would be trying to do um, if I was the Pistons. I know they are, so we'll see what happens. Um, as a returning basketball fan, what should I watch for this season? This one was asked by Double J. Um are you saying that you're a returning Pistons basketball fan or just basketball fan in general? Because if I was saying, I mean, if you're asking, um, you're just returning to the NBA, I would say watch a lot of teams but the Pistons if you're just trying to find, like, fun with basketball. Um, there's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of young talent. There's a lot of fun stuff across the NBA. I'd say just watch as much overall NBA basketball as possible because just watching only the Pistons, one, can get – pretty taxing and not as fun. And two will limit what you think the NBA or in basketball experience is actually is. So that's my, that would be my answer. If you're just trying to get back into the NBA, if you're talking about getting back into Pistons basketball, um, I'd be watching for Kate Cunningham becoming the face of the franchise and really taking that next step. I would be watching for how Asar Thompson does in his rookie season. And I would be watching for how Cade and Jane Ivy fit together. Um, but the, really the first two, it should be like the most fun seeing K take the next step and really prove to people how great he's going to be. That's going to be a lot of fun to see. And then seeing how Sar Thompson plays in the NBA, how much he impacts the team. That's just going to be fun. That doesn't require like, you know, potential disappointment. I don't think like, okay, can Jade and Jaden can K can my goodness, can Jaden and Cade fit together? Oh my God. Maybe they don't. Maybe, maybe uh, this doesn't look as good. Blah, blah, that like that could potentially hurt some of your watching if, if it starts to go sideways. I don't think it will. But just watching 4K, taking the next step, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. So that would be my answer if you're talking about just Pistons basketball. Um, overall NBA, I'd say just watch a lot of teams, not just the Pistons. Don't don't 
put you put yourself only in watching Pistons basketball. Watch the NBA. There's a lot of fun going across the NBA. Um, and then the final question will answer this in this segment. This one's from Kenyatta on Twitter. Do you see a Cade, Ivy, Asar, Bogey during lineup starting in the future, or did Stu make his case? I think Weaver made Stu's case by giving him this contract and then not getting another four this offseason. They didn't sign a four. They didn't trade for a four. So I believe – now, his con- Stu's contract is not of, like, a great starting four. That's that's a good – that's a fine contract for a role player, I guess. But, like, the other moves with that makes me think that Weaver has made the case that Stu will be the starting four. I don't see them starting Asar and Boyan. I mean, they could do it. I would rather do this than start Stu and Bogey. But – I don't know. I would do it. I, I, that, this would be higher on my list of lineups that I would start than the Kate Ivy, Boyan, Stu, Duran lineup. But I don't know. I don't think that they're going to do that. I think Stu's starting no matter what. That, that's why I think at this point. Um, but, yeah, let me know what you guys think about those answers. Do you guys disagree, agree with me? you guys have some different answers? Let me know all that. Comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. When we come back, who makes the largest jump for the Detroit Pistons this season, we'll talk about that when we come back. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, so I got this question from a lot of listeners as well. So I can't shout out just one. Um, but the question was, who do I believe makes the biggest jump for the Pistons next season? I'm going to twist the question a little bit. I'm not going to change it. I'm not, I'm not going to actually answer who I think will make the biggest jump. I'm going to answer who do they need to make the biggest jump or who do I think the Pistons really want to see make the biggest jump. And the easy answer would be Cade. The easy answer would be like Jay and Ivy. But I'm going to say Isaiah Stewart. If Isaiah Stewart is going to be your starting four. We need to see him take this jump that all of all of the Stu fans and Stu stands believe he already is. All that play that they these flashes of of connectivity, these flashes of of attacking closeouts, the twenty five game sample of him actually being a good three point shooter, like all that stuff needs to be legit and needs to hit and it needs to hit for the Pistons. And if he does all that, that will be a really big jump, and it will help the team. Not only It won't only obviously help Stu himself. It will help the starting lineup. It will help the team majorly, majorly. And it will make, it will make the, the not going after a starting four or not going after a four period in the offseason not hurt as bad. So I'm going to go with Stu, who I think needs to have the biggest jump. That, that's, that will be my answer to the question. I think Stu has to take a jump this year. Because of the contract that he was given, because of his importance, if he is going to be in the starting lineup, and because also because of how everyone keeps talking about him and how great he already is, if he's actually going to be that great, then uh, let me please show it to me this season. I I want to see it for the sake of this team. So Isaiah Stewart, he he's my answer uh, with that one. Um, this question is answered by Coop, or qu- asked to me by Coop on Twitter. What's a move you you think that you'll look back on this offseason and say that was a mistake? Um, or he said any past offseasons to now. 
Um, I think the clear one is giving Marvin Bagley his contract. Um, the contract they gave him, that they gave him. Uh, I believe Jake Fisher and Yahoo Sports, like last week, even talked about how that contract, giving him that contract, bidding against themselves, is hurting them right now. And I can confirm that. They they have been trying to move that contract. Jake Fisher's not the only one. So, like... That would be my that that would be my first one. That was a mistake uh, move. That would be my very first one. Um, and my second one, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say the second one. I'm, I'm going to keep that one in the back pocket. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm not going to try to do that right now. Um, I'll leave it at that. What do you guys think? Is there another move that you guys think we'll look back in a few years and be like, yeah, that was probably a mistake there? Um, let me know in the comment section down below, or over on Twitter. At Cooper Hill, um, I just want to make sure I answered all the questions because sometimes when we do these mailbag podcasts, um, I I forget I don't see some questions, um, and there's a few I haven't answered, so I want to make sure I get through all of them for you guys. All right, so this is gonna be a little bit of rapid fire here. This one is from Willem William Creator on Twitter. Who's better, Asar or Cade? Cade Cunningham. This one's from Matt Newman. On Twitter, 100% of upside outcome for Asar. I'm thinking Scotty Pippen or Grant Hill. Medium outcome, Rodman. Um, I, I think Asar is 100% upside outcome. I can't compare it to a player because I think Asar is just so unique. But I think his 100% outcome is an all-NBA basketball player. That's like, and again, all, you're asking 100% upside outcome. That's not what I'm predicting or what I think is likely. If you tell me everything hits for him that he could he can improve on, I think it's all it's all NBA basketball player. So whatever you want, whoever you want compared to that, that that would be my answer. This one's from Gary Perry on Twitter. Will Sar start on opening night? I'll, I I want him to, but I'm going to say no right now. Um, you have another one. You say, is it crazy to believe the Pistons can win 30 games this year? No, I don't think it's crazy at all. Um, this one's from Abdulia Garcia. What kind of season will Cade need to have to feel like he proved us right? Also, impact and win-loss column. I think he would need to average, like, at least 22, 6, and 6. Like that. And then to see some improvement in his percentages. Like, probably, like, 22, 6, and 6 on, like, 43, 33, 43, 33, 85 from the free throw line. Like, that, those kind of splits. At least 22, 6, and 6. Now, I think he can go more than that. Um, but I think that would have to be, at the very least, what he would have to do this year um, for everyone to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we're good. Um, this one's from Victor on Twitter. I want to hear what matchup you're looking forward to most this upcoming season. I'm high on the Twins matchup. Also want to see a SAR jam on Wemby. Well, yeah, my, I, your answer is the same as mine. I want to see a SAR go after, uh, a SAR go at, I'm in. So Pistons versus Rockets. That's the matchup I'm really looking forward to. Um, this one's from Mr. Jones. Chances, a SAR takes Ivy spot as the secondary creator on this team. I'm assuming you mean moving forward, like in the future. I would put it at like 25% chance. I think it's still incredibly likely that Ivy will be the secondary creator, but I also think it's likely Asar could take it. Like I'm actually, I'm not going to say that either. I'm not going to say that either. Cause I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. Um, uh, this one's from Bobby on Twitter. There's been talked of one of two more possible trades left this summer. Who would you like to see the Pistons realistically target? I would, I can't give you a specific name. I just want starting for That's it. I just want starting for um, a better question, a better answer I could give you to a question is, uh, who do you think the Pistons move if they do make trades? I think it's going to be Killian Bagley and Boyan. Um, do you think, this one's also from Bobby, do you think Troy thinks 
Isaiah Stewart is the answer at four, or do you think he's just being patient and waiting to get one in the next draft or free agency? I think that Troy believes there's a chance Stu is the long-term answer at four, but also will, at least I hope, will entertain the possibility of getting one next season if it, the opportunity presents itself. That that's why I think I think Stu I think Troy Loki believes or maybe not even Loki anymore Heike believes Isaiah Stewart is their long term answer at the four, um, and then this is the last one from Richard Brooks on Twitter. Who would be the ideal four for this roster? That would be obtainable via trade. Again, I don't. Know. My answer was like a few weeks ago at Tobias Harris, but it seems like Daryl Morey is just on such on such crack right now that that he thinks that. Tobias to begin like this crazy package. So I don't even know if Tobias is like even attainable for real. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not in the GM's uh, discussions. I'm not in these trade talks. I don't know what what these asking prices are for some of these fours. I thought Tobias was attainable, and he obviously really isn't. So I don't have an answer for you. But that's all I've got for you guys today. If I missed your question somehow, I'm so sorry. Send it in the comment section down below or send it to me again on Twitter and we'll answer it in the next podcast or the next Mailbag podcast. Um, if you guys want to be on the next Mailbag podcast, send in a question again in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. I know I said that we were going to start the contest for the hat that a lot of you, I t- showed you guys that a lot of you guys seem to have wanted. Um so we'll save that for the next episode. This I, I got a lot of questions. I completely like was trying to just answer these questions to get through all of them. So sorry about that. But on the next episode, we'll reveal the contest and what we're going to do for the, the giveaway there. So stay tuned for that. I apologize again for pushing it back another podcast. But again, that's all I've got for you guys today. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there. Until next time, peace out.